You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 212. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. everyone. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season and stayed safe as we roll into 2021. I think there is almost a sense of relief and a feeling of light at the end of this pandemic, right? But unfortunately, the pandemic is not over yet. So I do caution you and I and I wish you all to be so careful still. Keep wearing those masks. Be very mindful that even once this vaccine is dispersed, to everyone, it's just not going to get to everyone right away, right? And if you're like me, and if you've been very careful not to get COVID for this long, you don't wanna sabotage basically all that hard work you did by giving up early and putting yourself out there too early without the protection that you still need. So I really encourage you, keep staying safe until this is really cleared. Keep wearing those masks, okay? Now, in case you missed episode number 210, I did talk about how to plan for 2021. I'm not a big New Year's resolutions girl because let's face it, no one even really remembers those resolutions maybe three months into their new year. Am I right? And yet each new year, everybody talks about their New Year's resolutions and what they're gonna do or not do. But let me tell you something. Talk is cheap, my friend. No resolution is getting accomplished without a really solid why, a really solid plan, and a really solid commitment. So today I want to talk to you guys about three things that could change your 2021 without even making an actual resolution. Things that I continue to work on and that have certainly impacted my life in such a a positive way. So we're going to talk about these three things and I truly think these three things, being mindful of them, are going to impact your 2021. All of that after this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, we are talking about salad safety, important news about romaine lettuce. So listen up. In three separate outbreaks in the fall of 2019, did you know that at least 188 people were sickened by romaine lettuce and other leafy greens from Salinas, California, tainted with toxin-producing E. coli? 92 people needed to be hospitalized, 16 with a form of kidney failure. Now, these outbreaks were only part of a long string of problems. Between 2006 and 2019, at least 46 multi-state E. coli outbreaks were linked to leafy greens. The Food and Drug Administration launched an investigation into 2019 outbreaks, and in May, the agency released a report saying that it couldn't be sure of the cause, but that most likely bacteria-laden fecal matter from cattle grazing in the region had contaminated area water sources from the lettuce farms. 
Now, the fact that the FDA is conducting such investigations is encouraging, but more has got to be done to make greens safer, according to PhD Sans Muhad. Now, he's the manager food safety researcher for Consumer Reports and says the FDA needs to have the authority to investigate animal feeding operations for pathogens that may contaminate crops like lettuce. Now, the agency also needs to implement Food Safety Modernization Act mandates for stricter water quality measures and the issuing of a list of high-risk foods such as leafy greens. Until then, keeping packaged lettuce cold and eating it while it's fresh may reduce foodborne illness risk, as may buying whole heads of lettuce instead of the bagged greens. So that really caught my eye because everybody really loves to buy the bagged greens, right? It's already bagged up. Most of them are already chopped up for you. How about the ones that say already washed three times? Well, those might be the ones you want to be cautious of. And I have heard many times safety issues about those pre-washed lettuce bags. And they say, don't leave it up to that. When you bring home that lettuce before you eat it, you should still wash it. And better yet, if you open it, use some of the lettuce and then put it back in the fridge to use later. Make sure when you use it again, you wash it so, so well, because once that package is open, that's when a lot of the foodborne contaminants can get in uh, or more of them. Like the, the one in this update was talking about the pathogens that were already in the package. But what can happen is once the package is open, it is then susceptible to more contamination. So always be washing those lettuce bags that you might get. And even if it says three times washed, I would personally wash it anyway, but for sure wash it again if the package has been opened. It could save you from a very big stomachache. Let's put it that way. And that's speaking mildly. All right. So a little bit of salad safety, or if you really want to go for it, you can do what I have done. Start a garden. All of my lettuce now comes from my own personal garden, which makes me feel so fantastic because not only do I not worry about people touching my food, people who have COVID or food dropping on the floor at the markets, God only knows what, in addition to an article like this where the cattle are contaminating the lettuce. So start your own garden. Lettuce is actually a pretty easy thing to grow depending on the time of year. And it can be an incredible thing. Uh, if, if you've listened to me before, you know that gardening has truly become my life. But I have to say my lettuce is one of uh, my favorite things to grow in the garden. So you could certainly do it too. Now, let's get back to it three things that have had a great impact on my life. And when I say life, I mean my health and my sanity. And that, in fact, is my life. And it's going to impact yours, too, if you take on these three things. And as I worded it, these are things that I work on year after year. It's something that I'm working on. It's not like, oh, I did it and now it's done. It's something that needs to be continually worked on. So the very first thing that I have been working on now for several years is disconnecting. That's so it sounds so simple, doesn't it? Disconnect. Each year I try harder and harder to disconnect from the computer, 
from the phone, from these watches, and overall from social media. If it was not for my business, I can tell you right now that I would take all social media off of my phone in a heartbeat. But for me, it's not an option because my clients like to see inspiration every day. And I love giving that health, fitness, and nutrition inspiration every day on my social media for them. So for me, it's not an option to completely disconnect from social media um, until I retire one day. But my clients have told me that I am not allowed to retire anytime soon. <laughs> now, how do I disconnect then? If I can't take social media off my phone and say you can't either, then what are some of the things that I have done that have helped and that you can do too? <clears throat> you can limit your time on social media. So you likely know that most of the phones now, they have timers and they can remind you when you are done with your X amount of minutes on social media. This can be eye-opening for you because right now you might think, oh, I'm not really even on social media very much. And then when you put one of these timers on, it like bounces up so fast and you're gonna be like, oh my God, I didn't even get through any of my, you know, my, my comments or my feed or my this or that. And it can be eye-opening and a really strong reminder. Well, you had your 15 minutes, you had your five minutes, whatever you want that timer to be, go ahead and set it up for 2021. Limit your time on social media. That is one thing that I have done and that has helped. Now, a second thing that I've done is I personally have unfollowed almost everyone. <laughs> So sorry if I used to follow you, but I have decided that I don't want to scroll all day long. And let's face it, if it's there, that's what we do, right? And I don't have time to scroll through everybody's life and what they're doing because I was missing out on my own actual life while I was doing things like that. So I made a choice to unfollow almost everyone, not everyone, but I unfollowed a very large majority of people that I was following. Um, for one, if I didn't really know them very well, or also if I did know them well, but they were not serving me or inspiring me in a positive way. Do you ever have those people in social media that you're like constantly coming up to their feed or their comment or their post and, and it annoys you? Like there's something about it that aggravates you. Like sometimes for me, it was someone in my field of business and I would constantly see their posts and maybe it was like a form of jealousy, I don't wanna say jealousy, but like a competitiveness, like, oh, that's what they're doing. That means I need to do this. It was always giving me like a negative vibe. It wasn't inspiring me. So guess what I did? I unfollowed people like that. It makes me feel so much better. I don't have to have that constant, constant negativity if I do scroll through something, right? So what I've chosen to do is instead of following just people, I like to follow, for one, some private groups. So like I have the Earn That Body Facebook private community group, just FYI, if you've ever done any of my programs, you should be in the private community group. That is one of my favorite groups that I have. Um, so I'm also in a few other private groups because they inspire me. Um, so I'm in a ton, guess what? I'm in a ton of gardening groups, um, things like that. So it is 
a thing that you can do is you can unfollow, for one, people who don't inspire you, and then maybe just getting into some groups of people who do inspire you or educate you in some way. So private groups can be great. And then of course I follow family and my family follows me. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't even post anything about really, I don't post a lot about my family, but I do post about my son so that my family can see it because we don't live near them. Now, the next thing you can do is let's talk about the watches. So you've heard me say before how much I do not like my iWatch, my Apple Watch. I am not a fan of it at all. Um, well, guess what? I finally, I finally, I think it's been years of me complaining about these silly watches, but I finally got my old watches back in action. <laughs> Unfortunately, they all needed batteries and they were not so easy to change these batteries, but I've gone ahead and I've gotten the batteries changed thanks to my husband. And... These watches that I wear now are your normal watches, right? It doesn't have a connection to social media. It doesn't have a connection to any buzzing or notifications or anything. It's just a watch. Amazing, right? It's just a watch. Now, the thing about these watches, why I'm a little hesitant to have people continue to wear them or why I personally don't promote them, they're constantly buzzing. They're constantly pinging. They're constantly telling you what to do and that you need more. You need to you need to stand up more. You need to breathe more. You need to be on this streak. You you just got a Facebook notification. You just got a this notification. My colleague recently said to me, she said, "You know what those watches are?" I said, "Well, I don't like mine, but what do you mean what they are?" And she says, those watches are little shock collars. And when I thought about it, I was like, oh man, they kind of are, right? Now listen to this. If you love your iWatch or whatever watch it is you have that's connected to the phones and the social media and all that, if you love yours, that's awesome. Great. I'm not telling you not to love it. But if you feel like all it does is constantly beep at you, and if it is maybe making you more anxious than you realize or more anxious than you already need to be because now you have to go stand for 10 more seconds to get that ring hit. Um, I can tell you a million things that my sister has told me she's done in order to get her ring at the end of the day. And honestly, who needs any of that extra anxiety, right? That's not living your life. It's living the life that Apple, who created these watches, wants you to live, right? They want you to need this watch. They want you to be on a streak. They want you to never take it off as well, which is crazy. Like these watches need to come off and they don't need to go on at 4 a.m. when you get up. Like it's a watch don't let them control you, right? Don't let them ping and ding and buzz all day long starting at four in the morning. And just like out of my craziness, another issue I have is like everyone is starting to look like little Apple robots in my opinion. Everyone has the same watch. Everyone has the same phone, right? But again, no harm if you love your watch, but you have to ask yourself seriously right now, do you think that it is benefiting you mentally to have 
this watch on all the time. Many people find the constant dings and rings and buzzes and beeps that come from their computers and cell phones impossible to ignore. And I just want you to know it's from the watches too. And experts say it's a sign of our dependency on technology, which validates and entertains us while also cutting into our productivity and altering our attention span for the worse right? It really is because every time that cell phone goes off or that watch buzzes, you stop what you're doing and you stop becoming productive or paying attention to your child who was just talking to you or your husband or your partner to check in with what this device is telling you. Now, when a cell phone, a laptop, a laptop computer, or a smartwatch makes a noise, it produces mental and physical reactions in people. According to a, a psychology professor, Larry Rosen, from California State University, so he actually wrote The Distracted Mind, Ancient Brains in a High-Tech World, and says their heart rates increase when we get all of these buzzes and dings and whatnot. Their heart rates increase, their skin tingles. They grow increasingly antsy with every minute that they don't look at the screen. That's what happens to people. That's what they're saying in this book. It's very interesting. Now he says, we've trained ourselves almost like Pavlov's dogs to figuratively salivate over what the vibration might mean. He said, if you don't address the vibrating phone or the beeping text, the signals in your brain that cause anxiety are going to continue to dominate and you're going to continue feeling uncomfortable until you take care of them. These are the books that are being written now, everyone. Things about these monitors on our watch. I mean, really the watch is just an extension of the phone. It is just getting closer and closer and closer to our body so that you are not without that buzz for an absolute second, right? Honestly, sometimes I think they're just, soon they're just gonna place a chip in my head. I won't need the phone and I won't need the watch because my brain will just ding and, and buzz, right? Okay, now, ask me how many times I have felt my wrist buzz even though I no longer wear these iWatches. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you heard of phantom vibration syndrome? It is honestly a real thing and it tells you something pretty quickly about what is going on with all of these devices. So literally, I started wearing my regular watches and every like hour or so, I would look down because I felt a buzz and then I'd look and I'd be like, Oh, wait, I don't even have my iWatch on. Like, what just buzzed? And it is something called phantom vibration syndrome. And it has taken about a week to go away. I was literally getting it daily where I felt like something was buzzing down there. And it wasn't. That alone also tells me it is time to take off these devices, right? Now, another thing that you can do to really help disconnect is simply turn off your notifications on like every app that you possibly have, all right? Um, I don't know if you've seen the movie. Everybody saw it probably in 2020 because we had nothing to do because of the pandemic. But the social dilemma, if you have not seen that movie, it really makes you think. 
it really makes you think hard about what these companies are doing. These tech companies are controlling more and more about you and what you see than you might really want to accept. But maybe 2021 is going to be the year to let, or I should say, to get your life back from them. And one way you can do that is to simply disconnect as much as you possibly can, right? Now is the time. I'm telling you, this has been going on for years now. But if it gets to a point where you're feeling vibrations on your wrist when there's no watch there, that's a scary time. (laughs) Just try it for a day and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's really kind of crazy. So disconnecting is probably one of the best things that you can do for your health. And helping a teen do it is super hard. Super hard. But can you imagine being a teenager in this time of social media? I honestly am grateful that I was not, but I'm sad that my son is. And it's very hard to get them to disconnect. If you can get them to watch the movie, The Social Dilemma, I highly recommend it. I know a lot of teens who don't want to watch it. They don't want to see it. I'm very lucky that my son was open to watching it, and he did take off some of the notifications that were always buzzing. So again, taking off all your... That's one thing I did right after that movie. I took off all notifications. I don't need to be notified every time I get a message or a, you know, a comment on a post or things like that. So go in and and get the disconnecting done as much as you can. If you love your watch, if you love your phone, awesome. But if you are someone who has anxiety, you might not even realize how much is coming from the constant connections. The second thing that you really need to do this year, all right, if you haven't done it already, you need to start. And again, it's something I work on every day and every year, but you need to honor yourself a whole lot more. Now in this year's Earn That Body Holiday Challenge that just ended a few weeks ago, which was amazing. Thank you to everyone. It was, an, it was the most incredible group we've ever had. And in this year's holiday challenge, we did something called self-love challenges. In addition to workouts, in addition to nutrition challenges, I thought it was a really important time to bring some self-love back into our life. And so I wanted to do it within the challenge. And what I thought was so interesting to see was how many people were apprehensive and yet then really loved the results of the self-love challenges. We are so busy in our life. We are so busy with technology in our life as well that we completely forget sometimes who we are and what we need. And this is the year to honor you, honor yourself, do what you can, and only you can decide how to do that. But it starts with, one, taking care of your body. It should be the most important thing you take care of. And that may feel really selfish sometimes, but if you don't take care of you and your body, how can you possibly take care of your family, right? So honoring your body and taking care of it means you have to get on top of your nutrition. You have to get on top of your exercise, right? Those things are key. Doesn't mean go on a fad diet and starve yourself. It means balancing your nutrition feeding yourself as you would your child, because hopefully you feed your child a balanced nutrition, right? So eating healthy, 
exercising, not punishing yourself with intense exercise because you ate bad, but moving your body and doing exercise to get strong and fit because it makes you feel good and it helps your body. And then that next part of taking care of your body is getting enough sleep. People don't do it. People don't realize the impact it has. They think, oh, whatever, I can handle it. I never sleep that much. I get through it. it you're not handling it. I'm going to tell you right now, if you get less than five hours of sleep, you're technically sleep deprived. You're not getting hormone releases that happen to people while they're sleeping in a deeper state for seven to eight hours that your body needs. You will eventually not be able to keep that going. So if you are someone and right now you're shaking your head and you're like, I know, I know I have to get more sleep. I just, I have to do it, but I don't know how. You know how to do it. You have to take action. You have to decide that you know it's important to shut the computer down, to shut the phones, put the phones away, to read before bed, to meditate before bed, to start a sleep schedule for yourself so that you are asleep by nine o'clock at night if you're the one getting up at four or five in the morning for that workout, right? So really taking sleep very seriously for the sake of your health, for honoring your body is so, so very important. Another thing that you need to do to honor yourself is you need to recognize the negative self-talk. You gotta stop it in its tracks. And a really good way to do that is the next time you say something terrible to yourself, like I hate my cellulite, I hate my arms, I hate my ankles, I hate this, I want you to literally stop yourself in your tracks, count to 10, and then say one nice thing about yourself. As I always say, talk to yourself as you would your child. And stopping negative self-talk, it doesn't come easy. I get it. We all do it. We've all been there, but some are worse than others. Some are, I mean, we're all our hardest critic for sure, but we have to stop talking so poorly to ourselves. We would never say the things we say to ourselves to someone else, right? So be a little kinder this year. When you honor your body, use positive self-talk and just nip that in the butt if you start to see yourself being very negative. And then the last thing you can do to honor yourself and honor your body and honor your health is you need to work on your stress. Look, stress is part of everyone's life. You're not gonna get out of it. Stress is just part of life. So you have to find a way to handle it. Now, meditation is always the best go-to and it can be done anywhere at any time. And And that, in my opinion, is the only streak you ever need to follow. I'm not big on these streaks. Like, you know, people have the, I've been on a ring streak for 3,000 days. I don't care about any streak you do except meditating every day. That's awesome. Twice a day, even better. We need to get a grip on our stress because it's part of life. And so many people these days, I'm sad to see, they have so much stress and so much anxiety and a lot more people are taking anxiety medications and medication to handle the stress and how to get through. Now, I'm not telling you to go off your medication. I don't tell anyone to, but I am telling you this. You've gotta find a way to handle the stress because the medication isn't gonna make the stress go away. And I don't want you to be on medication your whole life because we honestly don't know what that's doing to your body 
year after year after year. So instead of looking for a Band-Aid, what if you look to work on A, why you have so much stress, and B, a way to handle it like meditation potentially. Some people exercise because it helps them with their stress. That's great as well. Some people pick up a book, it helps them. Some people have a hot cup of tea that helps them. But you need to find this year the thing that helps you work on your stress. And again, everybody has stress. So I don't think very many people right now are going, well, that one doesn't apply to me because I don't have any stress. I mean, God bless you if you don't have any stress. I hope you don't. I hope you're some retired person listening and you don't have stress anymore. But there is always stress and anxiety in all lives. So work on that stress and show yourself some respect this year because let me tell you, you deserve it. Just like your children deserve it or your partner deserves it or your mom or your dad, you, yes, I'm talking to you, you deserve the same respect. And in 2021, I want you to honor yourself with it. And the third thing that you can do this year for 2021 to impact your life, to change your life, to change everything, and I work on this every year too, you need a challenge. You have to give yourself some challenges this year. Call them goals, call them challenges, I don't care, but pushing yourself to do things is what helps you grow. And doing things that make you a little uncomfortable That's what helps you evolve into living your very best life, truly. Now, my Ironman that I did years ago was so uncomfortable for me on so many levels, right? The training was very difficult. I mean, it's like a full-time job in itself. The race is tremendously hard, right? Oh, you're uncomfortable for a long time. The thoughts that maybe I couldn't do it always in my head. But let me tell you something. I did do it. I put a plan together. I followed the plan. I had the goal. I did the goal. It is one of my biggest physical accomplishments that I am so proud of. I was afraid to do it, but I gave it my all anyway. Be willing to put yourself out there this year. Be willing to take on some challenges that maybe scare you. And they don't have to be physical. Maybe you want to get involved this year in a volunteer program, but you feel super uncomfortable because those initial stages of meeting new people and starting something new, like it makes you feel really uncomfortable. I get that. Like we all have been there, right? Just go do it. Do all the things you want to do, even though they scare you. You've got to, right? You've really got to because that is living and it's living life to its absolute fullest. Now, it's great if you can make one of these challenges even finding a new hobby because if you're someone who doesn't have a hobby right now, I have to tell you, the power of a hobby in your life is everything. And working out, I tell people this all the time, working out can't be your hobby. You want to know why? Because for one, there's going to come a time that you can't work out as much as you maybe do now, or you can't do all the things that you potentially do right now as you age. Like certain things are going to change, but you still need a hobby. You need a hobby that you can do forever, something that you're so super passionate about. Working out is your exercise and it's great, but 
a hobby is what you get this burning passion about potentially, right? And it's something that you can honestly do forever. And don't get me wrong, I get it, like triathlons, Ironman, they are a hobby in many ways, but I encourage those endurance athletes to also have a hobby because if you do get injured, or like I said, you get to an age when you can't do them, I don't want you to feel like your life just ended and you have nothing now. Have some hobbies too, because then your life is even more full, all right? So it really helps you to have some kind of challenge, make it a little scary, because honestly, that's the exciting part when you get to that end goal of that challenge. If you should reach that point, and maybe you won't. Like, what if you give it your all? And like, what if I had given it my all and I didn't make it to the finish line of the Ironman? It would have been okay because I still had a journey trying to get there, right? I mean, sometimes we're unsuccessful. It doesn't mean we failed. It just means that we maybe had to change something. Something didn't work. We could try again. I mean, I have been trying to qualify for the Boston Marathon for, gosh, the last like eight years. And I haven't done it yet. So it, do I sit here and call myself a failure? I don't. I just it, just see it as something I'm going to keep working at. For me, it's a constant challenge. I love that. Um, obviously for me, my hobby is gardening and I feel grateful that I found that a couple years ago because it has absolutely grounded me in so many ways. So even though you're probably thinking, well, here, you're an Ironman and that's your hobby. It's actually not my hobby, um, but I do enjoy it. You know, there's nothing wrong with it, but have some other hobbies too. And those are really the three things that if you focus on this year in 2021, instead of focusing on that fad diet to lose weight as quickly as you can, or instead of focusing on, oh, how are you going to get ripped? This is the year you're going to put on all that muscle. Instead of all of that, what if you just learn how to disconnect a little bit more, honor yourself as much as you can, and create some challenges that are a little scary and a little exciting. Put those three things together and man, I think you're gonna have an awesome 2021. So set the intentions, make the plan, make the goals, make it an incredible year, make it the year you took your power back, you took your control back. So much happened in 2020 we did not have control over. But in 2021, I just know it's going to be a great year and potentially the year you live your best life ever. Now, that's everything for today. If you do need help with your fitness right now, you do need help with nutrition, it is still not the time to go back to the gyms. It's not. I have so many fantastic programs you can do from home. The thing about my programs is they're not just videos. You're not just gonna pick a video. I think that's what people have a problem with sometimes with videos on demand. They don't know which one to pick. They don't know what order to do it. They don't have a plan. My programs all have a calendar, a plan, a build, a recovery, like 
whether you want to work on arms or glutes or full body cross training, I have a little bit of everything for you. And if you need nutrition help, I have that too. Go to earnthatbody.com, check all the programs out, and you always have the option. Just email me directly, Kim at earnthatbody.com. Let me know what your goals are so that I can help you assess what is the best Earn That Body program to get you to your goal. Everybody, this is gonna be a great year. Stay positive, stay focused, stay strong, stay healthy, and keep wearing your masks. See you next week, everyone. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.